Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today we have Mr. Ajay Kumar who's the co-founder and CEO of the House Monk. So how are we doing today Ajay? I'm doing very good Shraddha thank you for asking and I'm very excited to be here. That's great that's great. I'm re- we really excited to have you here. So before we jump into our conversation uh, let's just set up a base for our listeners you know so can you just tell us about mm-hmm. yourself a bit and what exactly is it that you do and if you could just walk us through your career journey till now Sure definitely um at my current role uh, I'm co-founder and CEO of the House Monk uh, it's a vertical SaaS company focused on building software for the real estate industry We serve more than 100 clients spread across 15 countries, primarily in Asia and Europe, and we're scaling more towards the West as we speak. Um, we have been around for about two, two and a half years, and we're scaling fairly aggressively. Uh, prior to this, I had started another company called Cozy Homes, which was broadly a home rental marketplace focused on the Indian geography. Uh, we were active in about three to four different cities. Um, we started that in 2015, before successfully exiting that in 2019. um but our you know like episode with cozy homes essentially gave us the insight that hey, this entire real estate industry and more specifically the rental real estate industry does not really have a lot of technology and that gave us you know the idea that hey, maybe we can be the technology platform on top of which rental real estate actually operates um but uh, you know we waited cozy homes for about 4 years before exiting that to a fairly large brokerage here in bangalore um just before that i'd actually started my career with new sigma business solutions i was in the data science and data analytics space i was primarily working with clients across the fmcg as well as the pharma domains before i took the entrepreneurial leap in 2014 okay that's nice i mean yes i did went through i mean i did go through your linkedin and uh, i found it quite interesting so yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> so ajay the pandemic accelerated digital adoption across the region and it's not likely mm-hmm. to revert and organizations have spent years investing in customer experience tech but now they need to pivot their focus uh, you know towards meeting employee expectations so in your mm-hmm. opinion how can the organizations leverage tech to meet employee expectations sure um you know um i think companies need to figure out how employees get engaged um by itself right. um see especially when your company has very young workforce it's not as much about you know can they get their work done it's more about do they have the energy and motivation you know to give it 100% especially when they are sitting in the middle of nowhere right in many cases who are sitting in villages you know who are who are really not you know speaking or meeting uh, other people of their similar age group you know of, of a similar professional circle how do you actually keep them motivated to do work i think that becomes the bigger challenge right Yeah. um what we notice is that when all meetings are scheduled on zoom and everything is on a calendar and everything is on slack and email there is no entropy right in the in, in the workspace or you know like from a professional perspective um, when in reality especially for younger people uh, it's during 
non-structured work that they actually learn a lot you know when they're sitting next to um, you know like a senior and then they see how they write emails that quickly when they learn how to write good emails when they see how you know like a senior maybe makes a much stronger case uh, you know to push their agenda forward that kind of when they learn how to do that for themselves so a lot of these interactions typically were happening offline uh, and were happening you know like these were things that were happening between the lines i think that's a very big area that a lot of companies are not focusing on with respect to their digital strategy especially with digital employee engagement um with respect to core productivity i think most companies figured it out very quickly into the pandemic everyone has you know like a task list you know to keep people in uh, to keep people's work sorted everyone's moved on to the cloud everyone's using zoom so those portions of um, getting work done and keeping employees engaged i think that portion has been covered really well um i think next step is for organizations to figure out how do they actually figure out engagement for their employees quickly to make sure that both from a learning perspective also from a fun perspective things are a little bit better than where they are today i think that's kind of where companies need to focus on now right i i do i mean i totally agree to whatever you had to say i do okay so um, ajit 3 out of 5 fortune 500xx so they believe up to 25% of the workforce will continue to work remotely but as employers embark on this new normal what hybrid work best you know what what works best practices can they implement to make hybrid work you know the best for them sure um i think when we are doing remote or hybrid right um i think the biggest challenge is communication and making sure that everyone is aligned to the call so it's much easier when it's like 5 to 10 people sitting in a small office like everyone's always on the same page typically because uh, the founders and the senior leadership are sitting right next to them and they keep repeating messages constantly but as we start doing remote uh, for remote first organizations and when you're remote first you also become asynchronous first right so you don't really need people to work uh, at a given time itself so in these kinds of cases i think communication becomes the biggest challenge how do you ensure that everyone knows what they're working towards uh, and whatever they're doing at a day to day level how does that align to the company's macro objectives either at a quarterly level an annual level or even at a long term vision level so figuring out how do you put a structure around this so this could happen either by ensuring that there's a clear okr structure that the company follows and you're putting in an okr software or you, you know you can figure out how you implement this um but if you have a system like that in place i think that's definitely something all companies should do uh, it's definitely relevant even if you're an in office culture but i believe it becomes even more relevant if you're working hybrid uh, i think the second thing that you also need to do is to make sure that you are doing things that gets your employees together physically from time to time in the sense that even if there is no office uh, do you have some kind of an infrastructure saying hey once a quarter you know everyone who's in bombay at least let's meet up or you know like once in 6 months we're going to have a company offsite where everyone flies down to one particular city um okay. figuring out how that is going to happen so that even if you are like remote first there are times when everyone comes and meets up at the same time at the same place so that you know people can really get to know each other i think that's super important as well True. when we are talking about hybrid um i've noticed that a lot of companies are interpreting hybrid as saying hey you know we we now have an office you can choose to come into the office when you want and you can choose to work remote when you want uh, and they they leave that choice on to the employees i'm not 100% convinced that this is the best foot forward i think a better way would be to say hey you know every thursdays and uh, you know fridays we all work together from office 
and monday tuesday wednesday like you know you can all work from home if you choose to or you can come to office if you choose to um basically the point i'm trying to emphasize is that that physical overlap is what an office actually brings and if you completely leave it on to employees you're not actually going to get that right like people are going to come in on different days even let's say it's a five member marketing team it's very likely that all five of them won't turn up on the same day and once again you lose out you know that on that entire advantage of you know having that office and you know like even having the hybrid culture so even in theory you will be hybrid but in reality you will not actually get the benefits of um you know having some kind of physical overlap so i think that's another thing companies should definitely think through and implement saying hey when we are in office as part of the hybrid work team everyone should be in office on the same day so that we can still get that overlap so i think that would be another best practice i would recommend right that that does make sense actually so um ajay what are some challenges with the hybrid model that uh, you know most companies seem to be adopting um that most companies seem to be adopting or the challenges that they are facing is it yeah exactly yeah okay see i think there are a couple of very big challenges right first is that um as we've just touched upon there are many cases that i'm noticing Uh, and i'm giving this perspective because our software is also used to manage offices right so our software is used to manage residential properties as well as commercial properties and a lot of you know meeting room bookings and you know visitor entry exit management and things like that is also managed using our software so we have a lot large customer base there so whatever i'm sharing with you like actually comes as insight from there as well as well as from my personal experience right um i think one of the biggest challenges and pain points that our customers repeatedly come back and are telling us is that there is many cases where let's say there's a meeting which is supposed to have let's say seven attendees and four of them are in office and three of them are joining remote and it it actually the vibe is not that good in these cases because um it's not really comfortable right like yeah. when you're having half here and half there so the people who are joining remote uh, they don't really get that much emphasis during these meetings Uh, also there's a point that a lot of physical infrastructure is not really made for a solution or, or you know or, or a problem like this so a lot of companies don't have good meeting rooms with video conferencing infrastructure which can support things like this so it's not a really good situation overall um it actually works a lot better if everyone is remote or if everyone is in office but right. when they're like half in the office half outside uh, i think that's a big challenge that we are hearing time and again from a lot of people um, i think a second big challenge Right? Is that something that you are noticing as well? So we are actually completely remote. So you know, not exactly this point, okay. but yeah, I mean, we are still trying to adopt to the remote thing. I mean, uh, of course, it's been a little difficult, but then there are so many employee engagement applications and all of those things. So yeah, we are actually you know still getting a hang of it. So yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think this half in office, half outside of office is a challenge. Uh, I think a second challenge that. i don't think is happening yet but i think companies need to think about this and figure out a long term strategy um, i believe that if you're giving employees the full option of working remote or working in office um there's a good chance that there'll be like a level of favoritism which might take over for people who are physically in office mainly because it's expected that senior leadership and founders will typically be in the office as well right. and in those cases how do you make sure that you're giving you know like an even playing field for people who are in office versus outside uh, that's something that you know companies really need to think about because it's very expected that something like this happens i even heard a couple of cases recently where there's a lot of companies who went back into an office like you know earlier this year Correct. and uh, yeah and you know like people who are physically closer they're just getting better appraisals and they're getting you know promoted faster 
and uh, we'll we'll really have to see you know how companies deal with this in the long run. So that might be another challenge to look out for. Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I do agree to this. Yeah, it, it it is a possibility actually because it's anyway all of these things are so new. So you know, of course, we'll have to come out of a way. I hope this does not happen though. <laughs> right. You know, so, I think it's it's, it's a question of. Uh, it's not a question of whether it happens or whether it doesn't happen i think if um leadership teams actively recognize that this can be a problem and put in place structures to avoid this being a problem it will not become a problem right but if they don't recognize this and if they don't take safeguards against this in that case it will definitely become a problem in the future yeah i do agree i mean like i said it's still new and everything and still people are trying to adopt this so there are a lot of things that they haven't really thought it through right so Okay. Correct, correct, correct. Right. So, um, with the you know, with everything that came up with the pandemic, from physical health to social isolation and everything, so broad well-being, um, even more to the forefront, right? So correct. now, like as so many workplaces shift to hybrid model, employers and recognizing, uh, I mean, they're recognizing the need to step up further. So, in your opinion, mm-hmm. how can the organizations cater to the needs of the employees? right and uh, do you feel that this could have a positive impact on the retention rate of the company like of course you did just mention about you know how they have to come up with some idea and how does you know this not happen so do you have any ideas or what is mm-hmm. your say on this it's interesting um i don't have a specific answer to the first part of the question but i think retention is definitely something we can talk about right. um i think today um, if you look at let's say from 2015 to let's say 2019 a lot of companies invested a lot in their office right as in the expenditure on offices went up exponentially high uh, very swanky offices you know lot of perks within the office and that was becoming a mode of attracting better talent and retaining existing talent as well right because you're just offering so much and you're offering so many fun things you know in the office that you're just like attracting a better crowd right and you're retaining your existing crowd so that was one of the things that companies implemented apart from obviously like other work related perks and things like that now with remote you need to figure out how do you do the same thing but in a fully digital format and how do you essentially see the goal is still the same okay. the goal remains that your employees need to feel good about working with your organization right now how you achieve it is up to you at a strategy and tactic level but that has to be the high level goal now right. with that uh there are many things that companies are doing like everything from helping employees you know like set up their workstations at home you know to maybe like giving them financial compensation for you know like their internet and things like that but these are once again not really high thought it's more of you know like financial remuneration um i think a lot of thought should go there when you're never going to physically meet your team members like how do you actually make them feel good about working for your organization how do you keep those brand touch points alive i think that's something to really think about it will definitely affect retention um i think everyone's aware that given that everyone's working from home the lot less supervision and you know obviously the job market is very crazy right now so people if they want to leave they can leave right as in it's not going to take people many weeks you know to find their next find their next job uh, okay. so the job of you know people uh, the people team right like people operations and um the entire like hr team just goes up manifold because definitely this will affect retention this probably one of the reasons why we are seeing this mass resignation happening across the country uh, and across the world from from what we are reading right because people are just not as engaged now and the number of options they have to quit and move on is very very high so definitely this will affect retention right 
I do. I I got it. So, um, do you even feel that the remote versus the in-office strategy will change depending on the geography? Yes. Oh, yes. Most definitely, yes. And I, I I'll share one interesting statistic right around this. Okay. If you look at the age of the average Indian, uh, it's about twenty-five, twenty-six years old. The median okay. is about twenty-seven, twenty-eight, but the average is about twenty-five, twenty-six, right? Um, the age of the average UK citizen is about thirty-nine. The age of the average American is about forty. Uh, the age of the average European is about forty-two. Um, the point being that the average member of the workforce in the Western world, uh, or in at least in developed countries, they already have about twenty years of experience. Correct. Right. And the average Indian, for example, probably has about four years to five years of experience. In most likely likely cases, that maybe they have three to four years. Right. Right. Correct. So people here are at a very early stage in their career. And even when you look at companies, if it's a hundred member organization, most likely that eighty of them are within the first three years of their employment. Right. Uh, three years of their work experience. So the point I'm trying to drive is that younger people typically need more time to a really acquire the skills that they need to do the best version of their job to they also don't yet have a lot of things figured out in their personal life to enable a pure remote work culture so for example let's say someone who's 35 likely they are earning a lot more money likely they have their own house likely it's a much larger house they yeah. can potentially have their own you know like a good work from home setup typically they might even have a cabin in their house right that they are able to afford to set up if they want to like do work from home uh, you know for the long haul Correct. Um, but someone who's twenty three, twenty four, they typically don't have that, right? In most cases, they are sharing a room with someone else. Maybe they are staying in a paying guest accommodation where the internet is not that good. So there's like so many things that stops younger people from really performing to their fullest when they are working remotely. So that's another point to keep in mind. I mean, are young people sufficiently capable from an infrastructure perspective to work remote? That's another thing that I really don't think that is the case today. Right. So when you add both of these, that the fact that say the young younger portions of the workforce don't have the requisite skills, nor do they have the infrastructure to work remote, and given that the skew changes from country to country, my guess is that countries like India and most emerging emerging economies, where the average age is possibly towards mid twenties of the economy, I feel that these companies will fundamentally have an office first, remote optional, you know, kind of uh, kind of a work strategy for the long haul. Whereas companies in developed portions of the world, they might probably have a remote-first office optional kind of a culture. So I think depending on the age and the geography, right? Like I, I don't think there's going to be a one-size-fits-all. It's definitely going to change from country to country. Right, right. I mean that was like very insightful. So, um, Ajay, according to a report by you know by 2022. 42% of the core skills required to perform existing jobs are expected to change. So according to you what should be the action plan of an organization trying to reskill or upskill its employees? Yeah, okay. So now skilling is definitely a very very interesting area to discuss. Uh, I am very very bullish on companies investing more on training their employees. Okay. Now there's two points that I'll highlight here, right? I think larger organizations they know at least or at least they have a good system to train new employees especially when you look at large IT services companies they have a very clear training plan but smaller companies typically do not have that infrastructure mainly because the conventional wisdom has been hey you don't have time you know to train new employees so you might as well just hire people who have some level of experience correct um 
that's one point second point is that even a lot of the larger organizations they do training primarily as a one time activity when somebody new enters into their organization it's really not a repeat learning or a continuous learning kind of a program although many of them are investing in things like this but that's not really organized very effectively now when you add these two uh, together i think that's going to be the crux of the employee upskilling or you know like reskilling strategy that most companies need to follow irrespective of your size i mean you can be like a five member startup or a 5000 member uh, mature company uh, either way i think you are going to have to invest in training new employees that come in um you need to like have a very structured course um both on the skills they need to do their core job as well as the soft skills as well as you know history about your company and your market and things like that um once again when you look at countries like india where employees are very young most of them are not really trained right so even if you want to let's say poach from a competitor like you actually don't have that much skill talent especially given how many jobs are up you know like today so yeah. given all of that you need to invest deeply into training new people once they join your organization and second thing is that you need to implement a continuous learning program um so this includes and this has to start at a founder level you know go to leadership level and extend to the rest of the organization as well um it could be maybe hey you know like two hours every week everyone is you know like continuously going to do something that is not really direct work related but it's just going to be you know dedicated towards them upskilling themselves or you can do it through weekly webinars like monthly you know like offline seminars or workshops so it could be accomplished through multiple things but upskilling has to be a continuous program and not just a one time effort so these two things i think are things companies will invest correct right that's true that's absolutely right so um actually both employees and organizations they need to keep up with the rising changes in attempt to be equally competitive in the market so do you think mm-hmm. that this is the right time for the companies to you know try and improve their lnd policies and do you think this may lead to a better employee performance and engaging at the workspace definitely um i think there's a wrong notion in companies especially in startups especially in a crazy market like this that it is only the salary that people switch for right um, but when in reality it's a more holistic package right um, are people aligned to the company's vision do they like the people that they are working with apart from the salary like are they getting to do cool things and learn new things uh, and so many other factors right so these are all the things that goes into retaining an employee or you know like whether they are going to choose to move on yeah. um i think are your existing team members being given good opportunity to learn and grow in a personal capacity i think that's a very 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 important factor uh, if you do that well i think you can get away with paying a little bit lesser than what the market would probably pay the same employee right um, but if you are not doing that that's typically when you'll have to get into a bidding war right yeah. and even in this current market so uh, i think that's something that companies need to be very cognizant about um implementing a continuous learning policy uh, or a continuous learning program ensuring that you are organizing a lot of remote first events it could be like a weekly game night it could be um, so many things right like a, watching a movie like you know together as a group so many things that companies can do uh, to ensure that people are actually a little more engaged um, yes. if you are able to do these things people are going to be in a better frame of mind and of course that's going to translate to better employee performance and but people are but if people are not in a very good state of mind they're definitely not going to perform well and if they're not performing well then of course even they might want to move on themselves right they feel that 
this is not really a job that they have cut out for and they'll start looking for other opportunities instead so this is definitely something that companies should look at a little more seriously absolutely i mean and, and these are the little things that actually matters right so that's right correct so i think ajay we are unfortunately at the end of our uh, conversation here today and uh, i mean it was really insightful all the perspective all the things that you i mean even our listeners i'm sure they would agree that there are a lot of things that we actually fail to look into and those are the things to think about so yeah i mean it was great talking to you and uh, if if anybody wants to reach out to you if uh, so it will linkedin be the best plat- platform yeah so linkedin is always the easiest way to reach out to me or you can always drop me an email i'm on aj@thehousefunk.com and i'm always happy to chat that's great that's great so ajay thank you so much for being here and i look forward to having uh, more conversations with you thank you so much sada this was good being here as well